Hi, and welcome to episode 302 of No Crying in Baseball, the Father Time episode. My name is Patty. I'm here with my friend Potty Mouth. Hi, Potty Mouth. Nice hat. Hey, how are you doing? I love this. I love this. But I always like get derailed by thinking Father Time, like whatever, whatever you're title yeah. of the day is that I clearly yeah. didn't pre-read. I usually only see that at New Year's. Is this something? I guess I have to wait and find out like usual. I'm really bad with the patience thing. Yeah, you're going to have to be good with the patience because it's yeah. gonna, not going to come up for a little while. But Father Time weirdly came up a lot in my research this oh. past week. Okay. And you, you'll go, uh-huh, as soon as I tell you why. But you'll hold that thought. I will hold it. Yeah. And then I'll hold my hat because we, we do need to do some thank yous. We got the, the coolest, um, our own prize package, really. We did. For a reward for our 300th episode um, from our friend Brian. And we got all this cool stuff. And I'm, I look down like if I were wearing my T-shirt, but I'm not. I'm wearing the hat, a cool purple hat. And your you cool are purple the hat is the championship hat for LSU, hey, hey. which is very cool. I'm wearing my new Rougarou, Baton Rouge Rougarou's t-shirt, which is the um, the Texas Collegiate League summer summer baseball league, like my beloved Thunderbolts. But now I'm expanding. <laughs> I'm, see- my, I'm seeing the world through collegiate baseball, which is pretty darn cool. I'm very excited. I'm wearing it. I love it. And I've got a hat that you might see on our social media because that comes into play later. It was already a useful tool as well as being a fashion accessory. So appreciated. And, yeah, and thanks, some cool... Brian. Some cool koozies here. So. That's right. Lots also, of cool our stuff. friend Thank you. Anna sent us a lovely package of um, celebratory baseball cards, yeah. including an Adley Rutschman card, which I removed so Potty Mouth never even <laughs> got a chance to see it. But um, yeah, those I are will... super fun. We're really excited. You guys are so nice to us. Yeah. And what I'm super impressed with Anna is that she remembered our past baseball boyfriend picks. So all mm-hmm. the cards that she sent us had connections to us for mm-hmm. guys that we had picked, including Frenchie Cordero, who has... <laughs> Has seen some rough days lately, but I will fondly remember him with that Red Sox hat on. That's great. For sure. I may have also plucked out Cedric Mullins and Tristan Casas before passing them along to Potty Mouth to say, hey, look what we got. There's no need to think that there were more than this. (laughs) These are everything. But that's fair. Those are your picks. You you totally deserve them. So have you been um, watching baseball lately, watching baseball news Watching baseball games. I've been watching some games. I I, I watched a little bit of I don't know Orioles. Oh. Um, you know Yankees. Thank you so much Orioles. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, I I was doing a little bit of that. I haven't been dabbling outside my um my my regulars though. Mm. Yeah. Same. I mean, I've been doing a lot of um hoping that the Red Sox are still in it, despite well now they're not in last place anymore. Thank you very much Orioles and Yankees, despite being in the bottom of the ALE. So they're making a play for it. So I've been watching there, and we stayed up late to actually watch the games versus the Giants, which were painful. Deborah, I hope you enjoyed them. <laughs> but Sean Manea's Qhar, Giants pitcher, is like beyond comparison. And whenever I, I mention that, like our quality hair above replacement stat, trademark Ollie, um, I think, do we need some sort of bracket? Should we do a Qhar bracket? Because I looked at Sean Manea and I thought, Oh my God! How could anybody beat him? But then I feel like I say things like that on a regular basis. See, I want to throw back the. I just hope everybody's having a yeah. good time because <laughs> and good I hair. I, yeah, I don't want people to be intimidated. Like my hair will never be that great, right. so why try? I want everybody to embrace the flow um, as much as right. they want to. I mean, we 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 could do a, a bracket. Maybe that's in the future. Maybe I just yeah. want everybody to have a good hair day. 
That's right. <laughs> right. Right. So, um, listeners, if you have opinions one way or the other about a QHAR bracket, you should feel free to let us know. Um, you know, I just I, I want to keep my competition. I was going to say on on the field, but that's, that's why we send the, the QHAR. Right. So you're you're exactly right. Yeah, and the one one of the many regrets that I have is not paying better attention when Sean Manet was on the Padres with Jorge Alfaro. Oh I don't think either of them had as much hair at that point. But right now, I would love to see them as a battery because both of them, <laughs> yeah, could be taking the gold. All right. All right. I have one fun fact for you. I want um, a fun fact. I'm, I'm literally halfway through four baseball books right now because that's the way I roll. <laughs> and one of the four books. Yeah. So you finished two. Oh, right. See? There we go. There <laughs> okay. we go. Okay. One of the books is uh, Homegrown by Alex Spear, and it's his um, explanation of the 2018 Red Sox. Yeah, it's okay. got to come back to that. And, but, but how they were homegrown, you know, how they came from from the farm system, which is pretty cool. But it, it goes back to the final out of the 2018 World Series, which Chris Sale, despite being a starter, was brought in for that last inning. Three strikeouts. The three guys on the Dodgers, the Red Sox beat the Dodgers in 2018. The three guys in a row that he struck out, Justin Turner, currently on the Red Sox, Kike Hernandez, you'll be hearing a lot more about him in the, in the near future, and then the famous last one, which I would have remembered, was Manny Machado, who got down on his knee with the with the last swing on that. But I just find that like super ironic that two out of the three of the guys were on the Red Sox anyway for a, mm-hmm. a little bit this season, and Justin Turner is is adopting his new home very well. Right, and I'm adopting Manny Machado just as, just <laughs> as backlash for all the Kike talk. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, for sure. On today's show, Potty Mouth cries for Kike. It's alliterative as well as starting with the K. Boyfriends, including middle fingers, potential for greatness, and potential for bribery. We've got international baseball coming to us. We have Rob Manfred never going away. And we've got a prize package. Cheers. Oh, hey, ouch. <laughs> hey, before we start, what are we drinking? Oh, or, we are. What are we almost down, done with? Yeah, I am almost done. So it's a good thing I'm going to be talking about Kike Hernandez for this a while. This is delicious. It is two-story chimney cidery, which is in either Damascus, Maryland, or uh, Gaithersburg, Maryland, depending on which address you look at. But it's a lovely cidery, big barn that we stopped in on our way home from Frederick. And um, I'm not sure which one. Oh, we're drinking the ruby red right now. And pretty soon we're going to be drinking, as I put it back in, Over the Falls, red wine barrel aged dry cider. What I love about their ciders, for those of you who want to look into two-story chimney, is they specialize in dry ciders. That's my favorite kind. Lovely. Yep. Yep. It's very delicious. So, okay. So while you start (laughs) crying for Kike, Mm -hmm. I'm going to refill that because you're going to need it. Yep. I I just downed my first cider. Oh, man, you guys. You've been listening to us for a while. I think some of you have. This might be your first time, in which case, please keep coming back because I don't always do this, but lies. Yeah. Um, Kike Hernandez was my favorite baseball boyfriend. So, baseball boyfriends, the guys that we pick in the offseason because there's something really cool about them. And usually, it's, they also do well on the field, but not always. And I picked Kike Hernandez, I think, our very first season when he was on the Dodgers. And he's just such a fun personality. And when he came over to the Red Sox in 2021, I was beside myself with joy for a short period of time. So joyful to have him in the Red Sox. And for those of you paying attention this past week with the, uh, the, 
the trade deadline looming, which is actually tonight, so we're probably missing a little bit. But Kike Hernandez was the story for a long time, for like a day, I guess, <laughs> in, in, the, in the long time of the uh, Twitter sphere, whatever you want to call it, because it was the first big deal. He is going back to the Dodgers from the Red Sox, which is really the happiest ending for everybody except for me really at this point (laughs) because I was really enjoying having him around. I feel like it's a little bit my fault or my punishment for getting not just one but two jerseys with well one jersey and one t-shirt with his name on the back and I feel like I can never do that again. There is no jersey or t-shirt that I have gotten with a player name who has stayed with the team so I need to go for the retired guys. I think I need to get like a Carlton Fisk Red Sox jersey, David Ortiz, something like that. But, you know, my first uh, love, my first baseball boyfriend in my adult years, I guess, uh, Jacoby Ellsbury took off to the Yankees. That shirt went to Value Village. Mookie Betts, that (laughs) shirt. So fast, too. It did. I'm feeling a little bad about giving away the Mookie Betts one. I I, I was very impetuous at the time and feeling a little little bad. I feel less bad about Mookie right now, but the shirt is gone. My Juan Soto shirt is still in the closet as is my Kike Hernandez This is really shirt. good. Is Pardon good? me, but this this uh, Over the Falls, what mm-hmm. was it, is very tasty. Ooh, this uh, is really good. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. I'm better now. So, okay, I've got a little extra That was gumption. me just trying to break up the whole Kike situation. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's way too much more. So uh, we have tickets to go to Fenway Park, and we're going to be talking about this more uh, in the near future. And surprisingly, when Potty Mouse says we, she actually means the yes. two of us. Because <laughs> usually when she says we and Fenway, it's, it's the Potty Mouth family. But I'm, I'm so me. grateful. And the reason why, well, one of the big reasons why we're going is because on August 9th, coming up very soon, it was the perfect Venn diagram for me. They're having their Jerry Garcia night. So they're having their their tie-dyed, if you buy the special t- ticket, which of course we did, the tie-dyed Red Sox jersey with the Jerry print on the side. But it's the same night as the Kinka Hernandez bobblehead night. And I'm wondering what's going to happen. I looked at the Red Sox website, and it's still there. However, an article I saw was in the past tense. Like, it's not going to happen. So here's the thing. They've already got yeah, the bobbleheads. But also, they're World Baseball Classic mm-hmm. bobbleheads. They're not. They're probably not yeah. going to be Red Sox branded. They're probably going to be World Baseball Classic branded. I wonder if they did that on purpose. <laughs> they could see. I think, but they had a series, right? Isn't there yeah. a series of the, World Baseball Classic ones? So I'm hoping they still do it. I mean, they have them. They, they, right. they, they, they've been made up. I'm going to be while. knocking on some fucking doors if they don't have. Sure, them out you are, there. and I will help you because yeah. I actually, I really want one of those too. Oh, so cool! They, they, they do have a, a Devers one scheduled for later. Mm-hmm. Um, they announced Kike's trade on Puerto Rican Culture Night at the Red Sox, which is super bittersweet because he was a big guy behind that being the main. Puerto Rican player at this point as you know Alex Cora as well and he did all the promos for it uh the the first pitch was by Jowell Munoz Martinez a reggaeton star and he was wearing a Kike Hernandez jersey <laughs> and so, I, it was right after Kike got traded I mean I don't want to be a naysayer or anything I but don't. do you think they just held up that trade for a night or two just, just to make sure he could get that right. in <laughs> I know they like I don't know they could have held it another day but the thing is this what what really made me me think and my head spin a little bit is how fast shit happens with these trades because he was traded Tuesday and Wednesday he was dancing in the Dodgers dugout Obviously very happy. I am happy for him. He did talk about going home. You know, he did he did keep his home in L.A. But he also has a two-and-a-half-year-old two kid and a wife. And his kid was born the Jan- January of 2021. So his kid was born right before he moved to Boston. So his two-and-a-half-year-old 
you know, has... He's an L.A. citizen. Yeah, there's that. Right. I guess they're fine. I guess they're all fine. I was just thinking that's a, that's a fast you know what? spin on. Although his wife has posted a lot of beach pictures. I don't think she's anywhere near Boston or L.A. right now. Okay, so I feel better about that. I mean, it could have been mm-hmm. a double plus bad. Mm-hmm. Like, you would have lost, you know, right. him from the team that you love the most to a team that he didn't care right. about. So at least he's got that. Yeah, yeah. No, it's... And it, I, I don't feel bitter about him being happy. It was nice to see him, you know, adjusting and dancing in the dugout. The one part that that made me a little weepy or a little a little emotional was his goodbye with Justin Turner. So this offseason, Kike actually was the guy who brought people over to the Red Sox. He reached out to Justin Turner. He reached out to Kenley Jansen. Mm. And he was super instrumental in bringing them there. And then just like the, the sad goodbye between the two of them and the cross posts and tweets and stuff was just a little like, oh, they don't get to play together. But meanwhile, Turner's still doing well. Like, he's had some amazing games since then. Kike had two hits in his last game with the Red Sox and two hits in his first game with the Dodgers, which hopefully means that he's going to be doing a little bit better. So I think, you know, the the part of me that I've got to separate the brain from the heart, which is always really hard, is that he had a really shitty season in a lot of ways. He it, and and it was kind of unfair to him, but at the same time his own fault because he got to be short starting shortstop, which was sort of like the dream of his youth because he grew up as shortstop. In when he was with the Dodgers, he was utility, played everywhere. And so a big reason why he went to the Red Sox was to be in the starting lineup. And in 21 and 20, well, mostly in 21, also in 22, he was amazing defensive in center field, but when he got brought into that starting shortstop job this year, which was, you know, totally an accident, was because Trevor Story got hurt, and that was supposed to be what was going on, and they also got um, Mondesi, and he never saw the light of day. I don't think he's done any baseball anything all year because of his injury. So it was down to Kike. So he's kind of like the hero, except for the fact that he had more errors than any other shortstop in MLB during that time period. So Oh yeah, that's ouch. not that's not a good showing for our man. Right. He is six so sixty four games at shortstop, fourteen errors. Notably though, he also played twenty one games at second with one error. And in the 14 games he was in the outfield, he had zero errors. So I just kept, like, you know, yelling out loud at my at my screen, please put Kike in center field. And I think a lot of other people did that too. But it's just there's no room in center field right Kike. now. He can play center field. <laughs> I feel a song coming right. on. Right. He should yeah. be in center field. He was. Please remember people, though. So a lot of Boston fans have been, you know, Boston fans can be a little emotional now and I then. I have no idea what you're talking and, about. And they've been a little harsh, I think, on Kike and his numbers this year and all those errors. But we do need to remember that in 2021, nobody thought the Red Sox were going to go anywhere and then they beat the Yankees in the wild card and then they went deep into the postseason and a lot of that was because of Kike he was batting 408 in that postseason with 1.260 OPS and he was the first player in MLB history with 15 hits over five postseason games unfortunately they didn't go further but he also had five home runs in five games. And that tied um, David Ortiz, and they called him Little Poppy for a while because that was Ortiz's record. <laughs> Notably, the next year in 22, he had six home runs all year. So he had five home runs in the postseason in 21, six home runs all year in 22, and 23. I, I, I won't even go into it. So Pablo Reyes is the other guy who has been in the minors, and he was up for a cup of coffee injured, back down. I thought he was just going to stay there, but he, they're deciding to bring him back up. 
I thought I was afraid that Kike was going to get DFA'd. And I think I may have said some of those noises last week or the week before. So you're right. This is like best case scenario for him. He goes somewhere he wants. He might be kicking off. We have we. The, the, the Red Sox, Yu Chang is still struggling, but Trevor Story can be back any day, although we might be able to see him in Worcester. So yeah, that we would want be him back soon, but not, not so soon. Too soon. Maybe he'll get called up right after the day after we see him at the Woo Sox and make it seem twice. That would be Wouldn't ideal. That, be that would be ideal. We got a plan. Listen yep. to us. Listen yep. to us, Red Sox Nation. Yep. So that's about it. Red Sox got a couple of relievers. They're both in Worcester right now, so we might see them, but hopefully they will be beefing up the Red Sox bullpen, which needs some beef. Not beef. Tofu. Ha. Tofu. Ha. Need some beef. Okay. All right. I'm having dinner at the Potty Mouse, mm. and I'm not getting any beef. I can no, guarantee that is not going to happen. Hey, what's the rule? You say Kike? I, uh, I, you say Manny. I That's was right. like, Kike, Manny, Kike, Manny. Right. So like, you, yeah. you did refer to both of them earlier, but then you went on for Kike. So I've got yeah. a very short thing to tell you about Manny, which made me say, I saw this headline, and I thought, Potty Mouth will love this because sometimes she's a 12-year-old and appreciates <laughs> So the... The headline was Machado, Machado throws from his backside, and I oh I saw and, that and I thought, too. This is hilarious, <laughs> and I thought, is this code like you know? There's a lot of words right. in it, like glove side or pull side, or you know, there's, there's a lot of things. So that maybe backside was a thing. No, he really did throw from sitting on his butt because he made this incredible stop um, Friday versus the Rangers, and somehow made this throw to first, got the out. It was pretty incredible, yeah. and he was throwing while. Sitting on his backside, his backside did not execute the throw. Right, he was very but reclined, very he, impressive. He, He's he, good at baseball. He is good at baseball. Look at you, look at you. Hey, so I've got some other guys who are better at baseball than one would think. So <laughs> Mark Vientos, who is my oh, Mets guy, Mets need some. Um, they yeah. So here's what's going on. There's a lot of things happening with the Mets. Many, yeah, that's for sure. Many <laughs> things. So Vientos, who was up for a little while and back down again. Um, he got called up last week when Starling Marte went on the IL, I think for migraines, which I thought was pretty Ooh. interesting. Vientos had been really hot at AAA. 16 home runs, 50 runs batted. I mean, he was really doing well yeah. after not at all doing well at the major league yeah. level. This Saturday, however, versus our Nats, he had a 434-foot home run plus a, an RBI double. So, like, okay, this is like kind of arriving with a bang. This is big. Mm-hmm. He's getting some starts at DH and at third base. May I just say none of none of which helped me in my fantasy league. I need to he's still <laughs> listed as utility, but what I really need are second baseman and shortstops. Uh-huh. And he's initially was a second baseman and they're like trying him. Also he had some starts at first also at triple A. None of which helped me, but if they help him stay at the major league level. So here's what may work for him? Clearly, the Mets are selling. We talked last week about yeah. the buyers and the sellers at the trade deadline, and the Mets are having a little bit of a fire sale. Mm-hmm. And this is going to help some of the younger kids who haven't been getting playing time. So depending on who else gets right. sold off in the next day, Mark Vientos might be showing up a lot more on the starting lineup, which is um, good for him and good for me. Um, I don't know how it is for the Mets as a whole. Sorry, Mets Nation. I mean, this is this is like a really rough time right now, but Ooh. but there you have it. Um, Hassan Kim stole his 20th base, which is pretty oh, cool. Wow. He had six straight games where he was on base multiple times like in the past week and a half. The only game in July he was not on base was the game he only appeared as a pinch hitter, not a game that he started. Okay. He is, this surprised me. I didn't know to even look for this. He's third 
in wins above replacement really? league-wide behind only Otani and Acuna. That's shocking. Isn't that That's stunning? Shocking. He is second in defensive wins above replacement, only behind Wander Franco. Wow. He's like this sneaky mm-hmm. sort of like, I don't know, it, it, people aren't paying attention. And he's just sneaking up on everybody, making these huge numbers, these great plays. San Diego knows. San yeah. Diego knows, but the rest of the world does not yet know how great he is. So Chaz McCormick, who has been like up and down, got the player of the week like the previous week. Yep. He had a career high, six runs batted in on Monday. Wow. But the most important thing to me, near and dear to my heart, is he hit a homer off of Araldus frickin' Chapman, which was the first home run hit off Chapman really? in just over a year. He does not give up home runs. He gave up one to Oof. Chaz McCormick. Um, it was seventh inning, first pitch. Chaz hit a three-run homer off wow. of Geraldus frickin' Chapman. And so that, to me, is much more important than his career a high. Six runs batted in, but I'm happy for him wow. for that as well. Well, it's it's good to hear that both the Mets and the Padres have a little bit of highlights because my heart goes out to both of those fan bases. They have had a rough year despite wanting you know it just seemed like for both of those teams they were going to have a banner year yet not so much and and I can follow up with the Padres a little bit Juan Soto who is my once and forever for the time being baseball boyfriend because we get to hold one guy over each year and I picked Juan Soto which I think I picked pretty well you know despite what's going on with the Padres Juan Soto is doing really well which which I was surprised to find out that he's been playing through an injury all season his right middle finger apparently has been a major problem. And he said, My 12 year old is having yeah, a hard time yes. trying to keep my straight face well, right now. My 12 year old. Absolutely. So, this is why, like, it's so appropriate that he's my baseball boyfriend, like, my, my once and forever. So, the, the quote that I saw, which, which made me giggle, was he said, I've been dealing with it since January. It's been up and down. Oh, I thought, oh. I thought, you know, my middle finger has been up and down a lot since January. I don't sure know. I enough. can't even count how many times it's been up and down. Oh so this is the part, though, that baffled me a little bit and maybe is um, behind some of the Padres' problems. He didn't want to take a day off. Sure. So Bob Melvin, manager, said that he finally agreed to take a day off last Wednesday before a team day off on Thursday. So theoretically, the finger was going to get two days worth of rest. And I was like, Does that, is that how it works? That the manager says, oh, phew, this player is finally willing to take a day off. Doesn't the manager say, you have today off. You're sitting, like, isn't that how things work? I mean, okay, you're a parent. Yeah, right. <laughs> how does that work? I mean, yeah. ideally, yes. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's like, okay, what is the cost-benefit analysis right, of this? Because the kid's going to keep whining. Oh, come on, put me in, put me in. Right, <laughs> yeah. right. So, I I mean, I, I don't want to get into their, like, I, I don't criticize other people's parenting so much. Right. I don't know what to tell you, but um, I think you could be large and in charge should you want to be. Mm-hmm. But maybe you know how to manage the people that you're responsible for. And I don't maybe know. that's the way to do it. Or maybe I don't know. not. Look at what or the Padres not. are doing this year, despite <laughs> right. the talent yeah, the that proof they have. Is in the pudding, right? Well, and also that day off that he was supposed to have, yeah. he put him into pitch hit in the ninth inning. That's well, mostly a day off. Yeah. He, well, he was walked on four pitches, so he didn't actually have to swing he hard. He didn't even have to run. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't even have to get like his heart rate up. Right? Yeah. That's totally a day off. All right. All right, we're getting to father time. <laughs> Here we go. And potential bribery. Mm. The the Mets trade Max Scherzer to the Rangers. My pitching flock mm-hmm. for this year is oh. the Rangers. And yes. I thought, ha, I can have Max freaking 
Scherzer right. now because, you know, a lot of my pitchers are on the IL and I really need him. And I looked him up and you know who's got him? The freaking kids. Have you talked to them personally yet? My kid's out of the country. So oh, yeah. no, right. I have not. Hi, kids. Hi, kids. <laughs> and I'm thinking... Uh, do I need to propose a trade? I mean, I bribery is probably what you. But need. I think I think it's bribery. Serious bribery. I think it's bribery. I'm not sure what's going to happen, but I want Max. Max is having a time. He's having a ter- not a terrible season. He's having a terrible season for Max. Right. He's, he's he's aging. Expectations are very high, and the media is not kind because, right. like I said, the phrase "father time." Or Father Time is catching ah. up, or the things to that effect about Father Time and 39-year-old Max Scherzer mm-hmm. came up more than once mm, in my research. Yeah, so Max kind of questioned the direction of the Mets. <laughs> yes. What's happening? And the well, next day he found himself, we had a no trade clause, so yeah. he had to agree to this trade. I think he basically asked for the trade, though, because it was after Robertson got traded. Yeah. And then he said, what the fuck are you doing? Like, th- th- sure. this is not what I, you know, right. what and I signed as, up hey, for wait, this year. Hey, the, wait, the, the Rangers are contenders right mm-hmm. now. I'll go over there. Right. So he went. He's gone to the Rangers for max plus $36 million for Ronald Acuna Jr.'s little brother, who's a shortstop. So... How Luis Angel? 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 Yeah, and and you know what? I actually saw him play Did you? when he was um on the Wood Ducks when he was with my oh. my um he was on the same team as my adoptee from Adopt a Minor League player. Excellent. Yeah. So he's in Double A. So they max plus money for a shortstop who's in Double A, which is kind with of the last name of Cunha. Yeah. yeah. So that's like a lot of potential right there. Uh-huh. A lot of potential because if if little Acuna is anything like big Acuna, that's an investment that's going to pay off. Right. Big. Max then opted into a $43 million player option, which keeps him in Texas through the whole of next season. So it's not just a rental between now and the end of this season, which a lot of these trades are. Mm-hmm. You know, players, uh, teams who are on the cusp just need that one guy to get them in and through the playoffs. That's what a lot of these trades are for. And they don't have any expectation of keeping those players. In this case, Max is staying for a whole extra season. Wow. So he was talking about, you know, responding to all of these father time you're getting old everything is you know going south uh, for you buddy i've heard that a lot <laughs> he said he said well you know i've lost some velocity like mm-hmm. that's the thing that he'll admit to and then he said i feel like i'm able to make up for that deficiency with experience and an arsenal yeah he's got a lot of pitches and he's making those pitches but he's given up more homers he has he's gotten fewer strikeouts mm-hmm. and his era is the highest it's been since 2011 mm-hmm. So, yeah, you've lost some velo, but yeah, the, the numbers are starting right. to, to go down. Hopefully, he's got enough. That arsenal is enough. That experience is enough to help the Rangers this, you know, to get through these, these playoffs, not just because I mm-hmm. picked them to get through this number one. Another, some of the other things that I was reading about this whole possible fire sale with the Mets is that when Stephen Cohen was making it big in business, one of his claims to fame was knowing when to cut his losses. He huh. was so talented and astute because he said, okay, time to move on from this. You're out of here. I'm moving on to other things. Yeah. That seems to be what he's doing with the team. It's like, okay, we're not going Oof. anywhere. So, okay, how do we get 
how do we like eliminate salary? How do we trade for things that are going to help us in the future? Because we need to build up in the future because this season's not cutting it. And that seems to be what he's doing. So father time and kids, I I mean, I'm open to, we're going to see two of the three managers of the kids team later this week. So maybe we (laughs) can apply them with adult beverages. I don't know. Yeah, there's going to have to be some serious bribery. Does, Does DeGrom still belong to Texas next year? I don't know if he does next year because he's just, out for, yeah. Yeah, he's gone for this year, but that's like two old guys from the Mets to Texas, mm-hmm. and we'll see what Texas does with them. Yep. Old, talented guys. Yep. Old guys can be good sometimes. Some of my best friends are old guys. <laughs> Absolutely. And some of them just wear tie-dye and go to see Grateful Dead cover bands right. at breweries. Oh, so many old guys. So many, so many old, old guys. guys. But Not us. No. Oh, no. No, we were the spring chickens in right. that group. Right, right. Father time, not touching us, that's for sure. <laughs> Because that's gross. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> All right. So I, I took your advice a little bit this week, believe it or not. Usually when we get to this section of the podcast where we talk about our baseball boyfriends, you say, I paid attention to who do, did well last week. And every week I think to myself, huh, I should try that yeah. sometime. <laughs> so I did that this week. And I looked at Alejandro Kirk, who's finally warming up. He had a little bit of a rough start of the season, a little bit of an injury. And on this past Saturday, he hit two home runs in one game against the Angels. And this past week, he was batting 545 in the last seven games, which brought him up to uh, 292 for July. We're here recording on the very last day of July. And that brought him up to 260 on the season. He has an extraordinarily good strikeout rate, meaning that he doesn't strike out a lot. His 11.3% strikeout rate would be tied for sixth place, but he unfortunately missed games so that he's not like in that that top whatever 10 listing, but he should be there. Um, and he has done really well defensively when his friend Alec Manoa is not pitching, which happened for a while because Alec Manoa had been sent down. Alec Manoa is now back up. He had a great first day back on the job. You know, a lot of us do that. Like the first day back on the job, you're like, yeah, I got this. And then not so well too much uh, lately. He hit Angel's Taylor Ward in the head. Oh, that was so bad. This That looked really ugly. And yeah. you just sort of hate to see that. And my concern is that, I mean, it's it's always bad when somebody gets hit in the head. My concern is that he does not have his control. You know, so since his July 7th return, he won that game, but hasn't won anything since. Mm-hmm. He's got a 6-10 ERA on the season. And after hitting Taylor Ward in the head, he left the game, like, too too stressed out. So I don't know what's going to be happening wow. with Alec Manoa. I really like the guy, and he is one of my pitching flock. I picked the, the Toronto Blue Jays for pitching. I'm a little – the Blue Jays are struggling a little bit there. I don't know. I, I wish the best for him and for Taylor Ward, clearly. So Aaron Judge, who was my boyfriend long time ago for the Yankees, is back after two months out with a toe injury. Mm. It came back just in time for the series against the Orioles, so I kind of paid attention to that. He hit his first home run back versus Baltimore on Saturday, which is the only game the Yankees won in the series. Yay. Of course, it was 442 feet. It was his 20th home run this season, even with being out for two months on the IL. The man is kind of unstoppable, except for he's also being eased back in. He didn't play in Sunday's game. And, you know, they were told, okay, we need to, like, they didn't say baby step, but that's what they meant. They're like, you know, we're going to ease him back in. He's still kind of, but that when he was 
and he was very strong. I will say that while we were hanging out with the old white people listening to <laughs> uh, to great, multiple Grateful Dead cover bands while drinking um, local locally brewed beer, delicious DC Rao beer, I was fielding texts from a friend of mine who kept proposing trades to get the Orioles and Ace. Would you take... Would you like get Blake Snell? Would you trade them? Jackson Holiday and oh no. Well, no. I said no. And and Jorge Mateo and I, I, Mike. Bum. So they, there were multiple ones of these. One of them said okay. to get Josh Hader. I'm like, no, we're not ever getting Josh right. Hader. That's fine. But I'm like, okay, I, I can't do this right now because there are <laughs> beer so many on. people in, in tie dye, and I'm drinking delicious beer, so I can't process these trades. But. Later on that evening, while I was watching the third game in this series, which the Orioles won handily because they lit up Severino in the first inning. Oh, yeah. Another one of our, as a co-worker, another one of our co-workers popped in and said, can you explain to me why he's so mad? The Orioles are in first place. Why does he desperately want to trade people away to get a pitcher? And I'm like, this is perfect because this is exactly the argument that everybody on every team is having. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, are your hot bats and your pretty sexy defense enough right. to get you through so you don't have to give up your guys? Yeah. Or do you really need a rental for the last two months to get you through, and then maybe you lose something, but you got to give something to get something. And it was a really interesting conversation between two people who are all in with differing opinions. So I don't want to trade for, I don't want to trade. Right. You know, There's not a lot you need to do. Yeah. Yeah. But the other, my, my, you know, my other colleague really does, mm. and I can see his point. And then we have the third person who's not all that into baseball, but I think he's into betting on baseball. So he might have wanted to get some uh. you know, inside baseball information. But I thought it was fascinating. It was fun to have that opportunity to have that conversation yep. in real time in a real situation. Yeah. I have, I have two comments. One is, so Aaron Judge managed that home run over that big wall that he complained about being moved back in, in Camden Yards, right? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, that wall is not a big Deal. Oh, can I just say that um, Gunnar Henderson was mic'd up during oh. an inning on Sunday, and he was so much fun. Oh, he was, all right. I'm yeah, going to have to look at that. He was a good dude. And the other thing, I almost felt bad for Severino, which is, you know, not really, but he was really down on himself after that game. I wish I had, like, written down the quote, but it was like, basically, I'm not very good. And I'm like, honey, you know, you're not going to be very good if you have that attitude about yourself. you got to be like, all right, bad day, I'm, I'm shaking it off and moving on, but that is not what it sounded like. Yeah. But yeah. it's a Yankee, so I don't feel so bad. So, you know where I always, always feel good about? Like, my my very first uh, uh, Cincinnati Reds boyfriend, Joey Votto, should absolutely be, like, the poster guy of MLB. And, and somebody must hire – I mean, I know his retirement is not that far in the future. And somebody must hire him. So if you have not seen it, and even if you have seen it, there's been a clip going around on Twitter – of him, and and it's excerpted out of an interview that he did with MLB Network, and it's high heat with Chris Mad Dog Russo, and the part that's excerpted is him absolutely going off on Chris Russo because apparently Chris Russo kind of dissed both um, Joey Votto and Zach Granke by saying that they belong in the Hall of Very Good Ballplayers. Because oh, damning both, with faint praise. Right, right. Well, both of them should be Hall of Fame bound. But the, the, the thing is, both of them, and especially Joey Votto, have spent the large majority of their careers in a small market team. And so apparently, at least this is Votto's reading, that Russo is very biased 
against the major teams. And so he just like lits, lights into him. But you've got to go back and see the full 13 minute thing because there are two people interviewing him. And there's a woman and I didn't catch her name, but she asked Vado some questions and he like very enthusiastically answers her. And then the very first question that Chris Russo asks him, he like turns to the side and he's like snarky and he's like two word answer, not really answering him until the point where he just goes off oh, no. and says like, you are in your New York City penthouse with your, and he said your your quaffed hair. Quaffed? And he said quaffed. And although he said quaffed, the, um, the what do you call it? The, the captioning. The, the captioning says uh, clothed, 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 <laughs> your clothed hair. Um, but totally lights in, on him. And he has like super good reason to. So Joey Votto, been playing 17 years, six-time All-Star, MVP, Gold Glove winner, over 2,000 hits, 350 home runs. Granky, 20 years playing, Cy Young, Young winner, six Gold Gloves, 224 wins. And, and to add insult to injury, the other thing that sneaks in in the long interview that you've just got to see is Joey saying, and I heard what you said about Scott Rowland. So so flashback to last week's episode when we were talking about the Hall of Fame. And, and I said that the one thing that I knew about Scott Rowland is that he was like a mentor to Joey Votto in mm -hmm. his first, his second year, That's I think, right. playing for the Reds. So apparently Russo also um, said that Rowland did not deserve <gasps> his Hall of Fame. Um, you know, wow. entry and Vado came to his mentor's defense on that as well. So if you haven't seen it, there's a link in our show notes. You've got to see it. Just to, it's just he's such a great um, orator. He just he speaks so well. Yeah, he's not going to be he your play-by-play -play guy. He's going to be your color commentator oh, yes. for sure because he's going to oh, yes. have a story for everything mm -hmm. and two opinions at least mm -hmm. uh, for every everything he's asked. Oh, yeah, he would be big fun. He's so awesome. Oh, my gosh. So you know who already has a job, but he's keeping it for longer? I can't believe this. Rob Manfred, commissioner of Major League Baseball. Fun fact. The teams voted to extend his contract through 2029. The vote count was not released. Leading up to this, a lot of the articles talking about the upcoming vote assumed a unanimous vote. They did nothing said that the team has voted unanimously hmm. to extend his contract. Shocking. So I'm a little curious yeah. as to who voted against him and why, right? Manfred started this gig in 2015. His first extension was in 2018. The statement released by the executive committee of Major League Baseball said, at a critical moment in the history of our game, Commissioner Manfred has listened to our fans and worked closely with really? our, our, yes, with our players <laughs> to improve America's pastime. Oh, I think he has listened to a subset of fans. I honestly think that he has done a couple of things that are good. I'll get to those in a minute. Okay. But I don't think those overshadow in any way the things that he does because right. he doesn't actually like the game of baseball. Manfred's statement said, It is an honor to serve the best game in the world and to continue the pursuit of strengthening our sport on and off the field. Together, all of us in the game will work toward presenting our sport at its finest and broadening its reach and impact for our loyal fans. Hmm. I can throw you a couple of A's fans, maybe a couple <laughs> of million loyal 
A's fans who yeah. might disagree with Rob Manfred's ability to follow up on those lofty, lofty words. His, it's like sort of shepherding through those rule changes, right. I think was good. I feel pretty good about this year's rule changes. Okay. I do. And I think they're making a difference. And I think people are like, are liking them, mm. are mostly, yeah, get, they're, they're adjusting to them. Yeah. The games are a lot shorter. People are way into that. There's there's definitely more action on the field. People are way into that. There's definitely things people are picking apart. But overall, I think that's good. He's also working to kind of end those horrible blackouts from MLB TV. Well, we've talked really? about that. Like, right now, MLB TV can't. Oh, right, Show right. you, you local that. games because these cable mm-hmm. regional sports networks are hanging on to these contracts and MLB can't break those contracts. But as those companies go yeah. under because no one's watching cable anymore, MLB is picking them up in a monopoly kind of way. So it's dangerous. But they're able then to broadcast hmm. local games yeah. to cities. So, I mean, he will be a freaking hero if he can eliminate those blackouts. He is also going to have to negotiate another labor contract during this this time, which is probably not going to show him to his finest as far as, you know, being a man of the people, right. like eliminating the blackouts. Well, so up and down, largely I, my vote would be no thank you. I will, I, you know, I'm a big enough person to admit there have been a couple of good things that he's done. I don't think, it, he only works for the teams. The teams mm. hire and fire him. So mm-hmm. that's the owner's. Yeah. Right. So that's he's brought a lot more money. And so, of course, he's going to be no one doubted that he would be extended because he's he's upped the take. Interesting. For all yeah. of these owners. He really has. So he's doing a great job for the owners. Right. Very specifically for the owners. Not clear that he's done a great job for a lot of people, including, hello, my friends in Oakland. Yeah. But there you go. We've got him till 2029 unless he retires because he's already he's going to be 70 when the. Is it- when, wow. when that runs out. So he's, you know, in his 60s right now. All right. He's well, spry. He he's, could, you know. He could keep that up. All right. All right. We're going to go international for a while, but although national. So super shout out to our A-plus intern, Junior Potty Mouth, who sent us the news that two Dominican uh, Winter League teams, the Aguilas Sabaeñas and the Tigres de Lice, are going to be playing in New York City this November. November 10th to 12th. Yes, it will be colder than any of them have ever played baseball before in their lives. So we'll see how that um, affects the play. The Dominican Winter League season starts October 19th. So this is part of their season. However, I think because of the cold conditions, it went back and forth a little bit actually in different articles that I read, but it seems that this is not going to actually count for either team's record in the season because of the extenuating circumstances. Also, interestingly, they um, wanted to go to Yankee Stadium. And this is mostly, uh, and shit, I didn't write down his name. It was it was definitely encouraged by one of the New York congressmen, uh, Espilat, and I think he is Dominican. I should, yeah, I shouldn't just make up shit on the, on the air, but, you know, I do it on a regular basis. Lying with exact but, figures yeah, is our friend. Him plus the embassy is the one that sort of got this together. And there's just a huge Dominican population in New York City. But unfortunately, Yankee Stadium, not available in November because of a football game between Syracuse and University of Pittsburgh. 
Wait, they and have their own football stadiums. What's happening there? So it's the 100th anniversary of the first college football game at the original Yankee Stadium. And oh. apparently they decided to commemorate this with another football game in Yankee Stadium that coincides with this one weekend that they had planned for for having this game for these two teams. These are two really serious teams. The the Tigres won the Serie del Caribe, which is the, the playoff. And we're going to talk about that more in a minute of all the winter leagues across. Well, not all, but a whole bunch of winter leagues in Latin America. And they are the biggest winner, not only of the Dominican series, but of the whole Serie del Caribe. The Tigres are the team that's won the most with 11. So that's not only the Dominican Republic going, but them as representatives of the DR. The Aguilas Cibaeñas are the second most, um, uh, the team that's gone the most to the Serie del Caribe with six, which means the DR has gotten the, the top two notches there by a lot. The next two numbers, um, that's two, three, four. Yeah, I can count. Three and four, third and fourth Future place, math t-shirt. Yep, are the, the, the Puerto Rican teams, the Cangrejeros de Santurce and the Criollos de Caguas are, are tied actually at third place with five wins each. Are there tickets being sold? I could not find any evidence oh. yet because we really want to go to this. Yeah. I know, but November, I don't know. I think there, there's a way that they could make this happen to, to placate some of this, and that might be what the Marlins have learned to do. And I think from our experience in trying to get fucking World Baseball Classic tickets that we took, what we were like on the list of trying to get tickets, trying to get tickets, and nothing for the longest time. So the, the Marlins have wised up a little bit. So the aforementioned Serie del Caribe for the first time ever is going to be happening on U.S. soil at Lone Depot Park. A little weird because there is not a U.S. team involved. However, if you've been to Miami, you know that Spanish is really the first language there. There's just a huge community. And they thought it would be a good thing for the Serie and for all the fans to have the Serie this year at Lone Depot Park. So instead of what happened before when we were waiting for World Baseball Classic tickets, now for $50, you can mail in your non-refundable deposit to the Marlins for early access to tickets to the Serie del Caribe. And that's for any kind of tickets. You can get the full strip, you can get your country pack, or you can get group tickets. So that's coming a, a little bit. Actually, it's after November. Yeah, my, my calendar skills are, I'm at the end of my cider right now, by the way. Maybe maybe I should have called in for tech support. But the Marlins are ahead of the game because the Serie is not happening until next um, uh, February, which is after November. Right? Yes, absolutely. Okay. After November. There we go. So the February 1st to February 2nd, 7th, 7th, seven days, seven games, three games a day is the first round. So if you're interested in Venezuela, Puerto Rico, Mexico, Dominican Republic are all permanent members of the Confederation of Caribbean Baseball. So they basically get to make the rules about this. Other countries get special invites. So this year... In addition to Venezuela, PR, Mexico, DR, um, Nicaragua is coming for the very first time, Curaçao, and Panama, who's missing is Colombia, who won two years ago, and they're not going to be appearing this year. 
Neither is Cuba. And, and those of us who saw a World Baseball Classic game in Miami with Cuba will know why Cuba is not participating. Because... They're, but they're welcome with open arms, aren't they? Or, or, or no, that's not what the arms were doing. Yeah, exactly. We saw, the, what, was it three people jump on the field? At least. At least. During the yeah. game. And there was just so much protest going on. So I think both Cuba and the committee were like, no, it's just not worth it bringing Cuba to Miami. But Colombia is a bit of a shock. So the special invite got super political here, and basically they had to cough up a big chunk of change. $200,000 got you your place as a special invite. And these countries do not have that kind of money. I don't know where um, uh, Nicaragua and Curacao came up with that, because when they first put that out, I think Colombia was sort of like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. It's got to be sponsors, right? Do they find sponsors? I have no clue. Somehow Nicaragua and Curacao got it right away. And then Panama and Colombia were both told, okay, you're out. You didn't meet our special conditions. Panama had to scramble and lobby and probably put in a lot more money because the last figure I saw from that was 300000 whereas Colombia didn't meet it. So it depends on who you ask for why it didn't happen. There's all sorts of, well, we had only wanted 16s, and so therefore we cut it off. Or it depends, like, who is quoted. It's... Harsh for Colombia for a couple of reasons. One, they won two years ago, so they're they're clearly qualified. Yeah. But also, especially being in Miami this year, there's a spotlight on these players. You know, players get scouted at events like this. We saw that at the World Baseball Classic, sure right? Did. A couple yeah. of players got scooped up there. So all those very talented Col- Colombian players are not getting that spotlight because that of yeah. whatever stuff was going on behind the scenes. So. I don't know. I want to point out that the week you're talking about, that uh, February February 1st through the 7th, um, encompasses our intern's birthday. (laughs) And our intern does like baseball. So let's just kind of put a pin in that for later. I don't know. Wow. I don't know. Wow. Well, the, the, the eighth are the semifinals and then the finals are on the ninth. And that's also, there's two games on that, on that day. The, uh, the finals, the first and second, and then the third, fourth place game. (laughs) I Ask for leave now. Yeah. Just saying. Holy cow. You got advance notice. Right, right. And I'm pissed off because spring training got fucked up. So for for once in my life, our spring break should have overlapped with spring training. It, it should have been the last week of spring training. Spring training got bumped back. And I think it's because of all this international play. But it doesn't happen in the last week of March oh, this no. year. So poop. Poop indeed. So maybe. I appreciate your restraint. Look at you. Ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> so speaking of that, so what, what better time to talk about girls baseball really quickly? Right now, right now as I speak, there's a Pony Girls Baseball World Series. And I was and and please just check our, our link because I'm way I'm out of alcohol and I've been talking too long. I don't totally understand what this pony organization is, but apparently there are girls from all over the world, including two teams from baseball for all, a 15 and under team, and also there's there's another division which according to Pony is free age above 16 and they're they're fielding their 23 and under team but they have 26 players in Japan right now playing with girls from and young women from all over the world so power to baseball for all for being able to 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 send girls to Japan that's gonna cost some money so if you're looking for somewhere to donate check that out check out baseball for all for sure. Hey, we have this crazy fantasy league with stupid, <laughs> stupid rules. Things are changing just a little bit in the lineup. We're Ooh. still, we still got Bono's boyfriends in the lead, and my team is hurt. A's suck. I'm sorry. Number Brayden. two, save me, Salvi. Number three, but. 
the disturbance in the forest is the kids and Razzle Dazzle are tied for fourth place. Wow. That's pretty exciting. Must be that Razzle Dazzle name change. I don't know, but the kids had been solid fifth for a long time. So things are happening here. Wicked Awesome Team is six and Potty Mouth is seven. I moved up a bit. A little bit. Uh, Karen's (laughs) Not So Awesome Team is eight. Short Kings on the IL is number nine. I'm holding steady at number 10. The Sunny Slammers at 11. And the Bada Bingers. Bada Bing. Holding us all on their shoulders. Thank you. From the basement. And we appreciate you this it's pretty fun. There's been a little move. There's, there's little clumps. Mm-hmm. There's little clumps where, where things can start to swing in the middle there. So that's kind of fun to watch. Yeah, except for Bo up there on top, who's just been sitting pretty. I'm with just like saying Bo has very cushion. slowly started to lose some mm. points. So wow. it, it may be that things will get – there's still a lot of baseball left to play. I'm just there saying. is. There is. Braden, keep at it. You're that's doing right. well. You're making progress. That's right. Hey, thank you. Thank you, folks who helped us celebrate our 300th episode by donating to our friends at Proud to Be in Baseball. And as promised, we have a prize package for a randomly drawn winner from all the people who sent us <laughs> copies of their receipts. Potty Mouth, we want to do it? Uh, yeah, it, it, and just to, just to be clear, it was absolutely randomly drawn. We, we, we And I'm going to post a picture on social media to prove it. We were trying to figure out how to do it, and I wrote everybody's names on little sticky notes, but I didn't fold the sticky notes right, so they all stuck together while Patty was trying to pick names from the lovely hat that we had just gotten from Brian. So sorry, Brian, your hat didn't stick your name. It did stick Anna's name. So Anna, you are our winner of a really fun prize package that we're putting together. And if your address is different from the one that was on the return label from the baseball cards, please let us know because that's what we're going to be working with. So we're going to see if we can get them um, out of the house this week to get you your prize package. But Hey, the potty oh, mouth shit to do. and I are going on tour, man. We have got a road trip starting on Friday where we head up to visit our intern and go to a Syracuse Mets game and then go to, oh, wait, wait, wait. wait. The Syracuse Mets are playing against the Woo Sox. That's, that's beside the point. That comes later. We're going to the home of the Syracuse right. Mets. There we go. Then we're ditching everybody. Potty Mouth and I are ditching mm-hmm. all of our loved ones. And stealing Mr. Potty Mouth's car. And stealing Mr. Potty Mouth's car, which is also your car, isn't it? No. Okay. <laughs> stealing Mr. <laughs> Potty Mouth's it's car. It's leased through his business. All so right. No one weird. needs to know no. that. <laughs> and we're finally going to go to Cooperstown because it yes. occurred to me that Potty Mouth has never been to the Baseball mm-hmm. Hall of Fame, which is criminal. Yep. So we're going to do that. And then eventually make our way to a Woosox game hosted by the Woo Sox. On Taco Tuesday. On Taco Tuesday. <laughs> and then find our way to Fenway for the aforementioned game. That's against the Royals? It is. Which I was hoping to see Nicky Lopez, but you've told me that Nicky Lopez has just been traded to Atlanta, which means he's probably going to end up with a World Series ring, which is great for Nicky Lopez and sucks for my middle infield. Right. Well, and, and sort of sucks for our viewing um, on on August 9th because your guy's not there. Vinny Pasquatino's not there. We don't have any guys on the Royals to... So we're just going to have to both root for the Red Sox. And it's a good thing that we got that training in this weekend because there is a dead cover band on uh, Jersey Street ahead of the game. So we're going to be spending some time in our tie-dyes, listening to some dead tunes and so, um, drinking some beer. friends on the show, I'm <laughs> looking forward to your thoughts and prayers to help me <laughs> through this whole I'm not only rooting for the Red Sox while wearing a Red Sox jersey, but I've also got um, a dead cover band. Although I really did have a good time with the old white people. Um 
it'll be fun. Yeah, no, it's it's going to be big fun. There there might be younger people. Yeah, yeah, no, it's going to be great. I can't wait for this road trip. It's going to be a bunch of baseball games in a bunch of cities, and it's going to be... Uh, you know what? Potty Mouth and I do pretty well on the road together. We've done this yeah. a couple times now. and Well, and we're going to be recording in a barn. We're going to bring all our recording equipment with us. So don't you all worry. You will not miss a week. I'm sure there won't be any <laughs> no crazy echoing or anything happening in the 100-year-old oh, barn, the no. historic barn that we're going to record in on, on Monday afternoon for your Tuesday episode. Wow. It'll be great. Wow. So if people have advice for us for any of those cities on our tour, oh, right. feel free to reach us on social media. That's also where our corrections department mm-hmm. lives. Um, yeah, anything you want to tell us, please find us on social media. Shit, I don't even know what word to say now. Is Twitter still the word? It's X. I don't like this X thing. Somebody please tell us what we should get on besides X, because you can find us there if you're there at NCIB Podcast. Facebook and Instagram are no crying b-ball, and those are, are generally friendly places. Or you can just shoot us an in, an email, email at ncibpodcast at gmail.com. If you want to throw us your coffee money or just like the change from your coffee money, like a buck a month at Patreon. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash no crying and b-ball. It is slash no crying and b-ball, right? Yeah, I always, I always question myself at that point. But maybe we'll do another like listening thing uh, with our Patreon friends, which we did for our 300th episode. Which that was, was a lot of fun. Super fun. I really so, enjoyed that. You know, sign up for Patreon so that you can get that perk. And then I'm guessing we're going to be putting up some stuff from our travels on Patreon. I imagine some things are going yeah. to happen. I think a lot of things may happen yes. on this baseball-based road trip that we're about to embark yeah. on. So, you know, hold on tight. It's going to be a bumpy ride. Hey, please fight the man. It's the right thing to do. Send your game balls to Meredith. And until next week, say goodnight, Potty Mouth. Good night, Potty Mouth. Yeah, it's too bad that our listeners can't see our spelling.